Welcome to the Dulos Youth Podcast. We hope this encourages and empowers you to be connected to God and one another. Thanks for joining us today. Enjoy the message. As we continue in this series, Defined, I think a lot of times we think we're defined by certain parts of our life, that we're defined by maybe the school we go to or we're defined by the neighborhood we live in, or defined by the clothes that we wear, or defined by the name that we have. And we lose sight that we have been redefined when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. And so this series, as we walk through the book of Ephesians, we want to show you who you truly are, who God says that you are. And you see, your name doesn't really define you. It might define you in this world, but Jesus calls you certain things. And and we've learned this last week as Cole brought us the word in Ephesians chapter one, as we kicked off the blessings that you were adopted. You are a son and daughter of the most high king. You are an heir to the throne of Jesus Christ, that you are blessed. But you see, the problem is a lot of times we forget that we're blessed, right? Because the way God speaks about blessing is so far removed from the way we speak about blessing in our lives. Because we say, oh, I'm blessed when we get a new car. Oh, I'm blessed when we get new sneakers. Oh, I'm blessed when you get that scholarship. Oh, I'm blessed when I get this paycheck. Oh, I'm blessed when I have all these materialistic things, but we lose sight of the most amazing blessings of all. And those come in Jesus Christ. And this morning, as we continue with our Defined series, I just wanna proclaim to you a simple truth this morning. And it is this, you are not defined by what you have, but who has you. You might say, man, I have, I have all this amazing stuff, all, all these shoes, all these clothes, I have this nice car, I have all these amazing things. That doesn't define you, maybe to the world. But when you put your faith in Jesus, you're going, no, none of this matters anymore. It's not about what I have, but who has me. And this morning I pray that maybe you haven't put your faith in Jesus before. Maybe you've lost sight over the last season that we've been in or the situation that we we continue to go through. Maybe you've lost sight of the blessings God has put upon your life. But this morning, as you leave this room, I pray and I hope that God will open your eyes, that he will give you the wisdom and the knowledge to know that he is with you, he is for you, and that he is working all things for our good this morning. Amen? And so before we jump in, to Ephesians chapter two. I'm ready to preach. I don't know if you can tell that. It's been 12 weeks and I'm just ready to go. But let's ask God to bless our times, open our hearts, open our eyes to understanding more of who he is. Let's pray together this morning. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we get to gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ to gather in your house and just learn more about you. To learn who you have called us to be to learn the people you have called us to be as the church, to be united in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And Father, I pray this morning that our lives would be changed by your words. Let they pierce our hearts. Let them change our actions and who we are. And let us understand this morning, we are not defined by what we have, but who has us. And Father, I pray that every person in this room would put our faith fully into the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is by his name we pray, amen. If you have your Bibles, we're in Ephesians chapter one, starting in verse 15 this morning. In verse 15, this is what the word proclaims. It says, for this reason, 
because I've heard of your faith in Lord Jesus Christ and your love toward all the saints. Just pause right there just for a second. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time right here, but realize what Paul is speaking of. First, he's heard of it. He hasn't experienced it yet. You remember, he's in prison. He's writing to the church of Ephesus and he's going, I've heard of your faith. I've heard of your love. And don't get it twisted, understand this morning that there is a balance between faith and love. You can't have true faith without true love. You can't have true love without true faith. That you wanna know what a believer looks like. You have faith and love for all people, for everyone around you. And Paul's saying, I've heard of this. I haven't experienced it, but I've heard of it. And let me just give you just a philosophical question this morning that you can ask yourself. What are people hearing about me? Are they hearing about my love that I have for all people? Are they, are they hearing about my faith that I have towards the Lord Jesus Christ? Or is it so far removed from that that when someone hears about me, I don't even sound like a Christian. I don't even look like a Christian. My actions don't back up what I truly believe. I just want you to ask yourself that this morning, what are people hearing about me? See, Paul continues, I've heard these things about you. In verse 16, he says, I do not cease to give thanks for you remembering you in my prayers, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, this is an important part in verse 18. Listen closely. It says, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. See, this morning, what Paul is telling us is exactly what Cole preached to us last week. Reminder, you are blessed. Not by worldly standards, but by spiritual, eternal standards. So much greater than what this world has to offer. You are blessed. So don't forget it, but realize you already have everything you need. See, so many times I've fallen victim and guilty of this. And I'm going, man, I just want more of Jesus. That sounds spiritual, doesn't it? I just want more faith. I just want more of Jesus. I want to know more of him. You already have everything you need. Jesus didn't say, hey, put your faith in me and you get 10%. Spend a little time with me for a year, here's another 10. Here's your anniversary check. No, you put your faith in Jesus, he goes, hey, you give your all to me and I will give my all to you. I'll give you everything that you won't have a need. You won't lack anything. And all you have to understand is what Paul is saying, that I pray that your eyes of your hearts be enlightened. This is not a point this morning, but I just want to give it to you because I've been focusing on, the, on this verse all week. That what, is, what does this mean? And I think this is what Paul is trying to say. When you open your eyes, opportunities arise. Let me say it one more time. When you open your eyes, your opportunities arise. That you, when you open your eyes, you understand God has already called you. God has already blessed you. God has already given you what you need, what you think you need. Amen. He's already supplied you and given you the source of all things. And all you have to do is open your eyes and go, oh, I see you're trying to use me. Oh, oh I see this relationship, what, what the purpose is, the plan is for you and who you've called me to be in this life. See, I had a professor in Bible college. He says so many times we ask God to open the door, right? God, open the door so that I may share your faith. He's already opened it. All you have to do is pray, God, open my eyes that I see the open door. God will provide everything you need, everything you think you need. He'll supply you with the words you need. 
to speak of his gospel. And all you have to do is open your eyes and, our, and, op, and opportunities will arise. But you see, I'm not even to the main part yet. I'm getting excited. Here's what Paul says. He says, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? You see, Paul just keeps talking about, hey, do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember the blessings I've told you? You are an heir to the throne. And this is where that main point comes in that I told you earlier. You are not defined by what you have, but who has you. I want you to write that down right now. Text it to a friend. Put it on your notes on your phone. Do whatever you gotta do. But if you will focus on who you are, and not who you think you are. If you will focus on what he has given you and not what this world has given you, you cannot lose sight of the opportunities and the blessings and the inheritance that he's already given you. But you see, we all know when we all fall victim of the opposite. We forget what he's given to us. We forget the blessings he's bestowed upon us. We forget that we're called sons and daughters of the Most High King, so we stop acting like it, we stop loving like it, and we stop using our faith to live like it. So open your eyes. Realize who you are. You are not defined by what you have, but who has you. Now, this is the verse that I love. This is when Paul just throws it out. It's like, hey, how about this, man? Just check this out. Listen to what he says. Verse 19. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? What is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? Say amen if you know God is strong. Say amen if you know God is great. Say amen if you know God's plans are higher than your plans. God's ways are higher than your ways. God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. The immeasurable greatness of his power. And you can stop right there, but that's not the good part. Listen to what it says, of his power towards us, towards you, towards me. You have the power, you have the greatness of God on your side. It doesn't matter what season you go through. It doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in. It doesn't matter what problem you think is too great. God is greater, amen? See, don't focus on what you have, but who has you. But here's the second thing. You are not defined by your weakness, but you're defined by his strength. See, this is when we lose sight of the blessings. This is when we lose sight of who God has called us to be. This is when we lose sight of the inheritance that we have been given. We only focus on the weaknesses. And I'm just not strong enough. I just can't get through this. This temptation is too hard. You keep falling into it over and over again. Man, why, why can't I get out of this? And then you start praying the prayers. And I know you've done this because I've done this. Man, Jesus, just take this away from me. Guess what? He's not gonna take it away from you. He's gonna get you through it, but he's not gonna get rid of it. And you gotta realize it's not about your strength. It's about his strength. See what scripture tells us, in our weakness, he is made strong. That the way Jesus becomes greater in our lives is when we become less, John 3.30. And I want you to understand this morning that you are not defined by your weaknesses you are defined by his strength. 
But you see, the only way you can get through life, understanding those, that principle right there, is to keep your eyes open on the blessings of God. Keep your eyes fixed upon him, the author and founder and perfecter of our faith. You see, Paul continues. I don't know if you can tell, but I love this. I love this. Listen to what he says. What is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Let's pause right there. Because here's the third point. You are not defined what you have done, but what he has done for you. If you only focus on what you've done, guess what? You're not good enough. You're not worthy of eternal life. But if you stop focusing on that and focus on, all right, who is Jesus? What has Jesus done for me? It's telling you right here. You know what Paul's trying to give to you right now? He's talking about this power. He's talking about this immeasurable greatness. He's talking about amazing, how amazing God is for you. And then he begins to proclaim that Jesus rose from the grave, is seated at the right hand of God. You know what he's trying to say? You have that same power. When Jesus was dead and became alive, guess what? You have the same power of the resurrection. When Jesus broke that stone, that seal of the tomb, you have the power of that. When he started walking through walls, you have that power. When he healed the blind, you have that power. When he rose Lazarus from the grave, guess what? You have that power. You are not defined by your weaknesses. You are defined by his strength. But more importantly, you are not defined by what you have done, but what he has done for you. And do you know what Jesus has done for you this morning? He died. He died a sinless life. He took upon your shame and your guilt and your sorrow and all of your problems, all of your mistakes, all of your sin. He took it upon himself on the cross with nails in his hands, in his feet. And let me just say this. The reason it's important to know that you're not defined by what you have done, but what he has done for you. Because if Jesus didn't die for you, you would have to go through that punishment. Do you know that? If Jesus didn't die for you, you would be placed on the cross with nails in your hands and your feet because of the acts, the disobedience you and I have committed every single day of our lives. Because no, I love you. I care for you. You're an heir to the throne. I have blessed you with life and life abundantly. And because of that, I will pay the price for you. You can't earn it. There's nothing you can do to deserve it but I'm gonna give you everything that I have, even my own life. You are not defined by what you have done, but you are defined by what he has done for you. It says working in Christ, in worked in Christ. Listen to what Paul proclaims, verse 20. That he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. See, there's nothing too great in your life that Jesus is not greater than. 
There's not a situation where you think, man, I'm at a loss, where Jesus is going, I can use that. There's not a moment or a sin or a mistake in your life where you're going, man, Jesus will never forgive me. You know what he's saying? I already forgave you. You and I, the most beautiful thing about Jesus is we don't have to live for victory, but we get to live from victory that it's already been proclaimed to us. You have life, just use it. You have blessings, just use them. You've already been given everything you need. So start living the life God has called you to live. See, as we wrap up this morning, I love what Paul says in verse 23, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And I think this is important for you to understand this morning. You are not defined by your failures. You are defined by his faithfulness. You are not defined by your failures, but you are defined by his faithfulness. When we were faithless, he was faithful, amen? When we got everything wrong, he got it all right. And what it means to be an heir to the throne is that when God looks upon you, he doesn't see your sin, he doesn't see your shame, he doesn't see your guilt or your mistakes or your rapture. You know who, what he sees? He sees his son and his daughter, just as blameless and spotless as the perfect lamb, Jesus Christ. When he looks upon you, he sees his son, his daughter. And this morning, I want you to get this, that you can now live in the victory that God has given to you through his son, Jesus Christ. Let's be real this morning. It's just you and me having a conversation. You've been bored, right? Through this season of time, you haven't been going out. You haven't been going to school. You become bored and guess what? Boredom is Satan's ultimate strength. In those times of boredom, he goes, hey, you wanna look at this? You wanna, wa you wanna watch this? Hey, you wanna do this? And I'm sure at this point in time, you're going, man, this season has been hard, yes, but I failed. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like I have that power. I don't feel like I have that strength. I don't feel like I can keep moving. She says, no. You are not defined by your failures, but you get to be defined by my faithfulness. And the only way that is possible is through Jesus Christ coming, being born and living a life without sin. And don't get it twisted for a second to think, oh, well, he, he didn't face the thing, same thing I faced or he didn't go through the weaknesses that I, I went through. No, you know what Hebrews tells us? He is the great sympathizer Guess what? He faced those same temptations. He faced that struggle in the power of Satan, the little bit of power of Satan, but he never gave Satan the opportunity to overtake a soul like we did. And can you imagine, for 32 years, you remained sinless. How hard do you think it would be to not commit that sin? You know how it is. We're good for a week. A couple days after we hear the word and we, we get re-energized, we go to beach week or go to camp or come to a Sunday morning here at Dulas Youth and we're like, man, I can live my faith. And by Friday comes, you're like, man, I failed again. I went right back to where I was. 
Imagine the power that was trying to pull Jesus. Hey, you don't have to do this anymore. Come on, you're the son of God. You can do whatever you want. You know what Hebrews says? For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of God. Exactly what Paul is saying, but the difference is this, for the joy. Do you think there was joy in the cross? No. Do you think there was joy in the beatings? No. Do you think there was joy in the mockings? No. Do you think there was joy in the nails being put in his hand or his feet or people spitting upon him? No. You know what the joy was? You. You are his joy because your redemption is what he came to do. Through this entire passage, you see God's great power and plan through Jesus Christ. And let me just tell you this morning, we are blessed, amen? We are blessed by his immeasurable greatness. And the only way we get to live in that blessing is we put our faith in Jesus Christ. So what does that mean? It means we believe with our life and with our hearts and we confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of all of us. That he came to live a sinless life, to take upon the cross for you, for me, so that we could have life. But you remember the story didn't end there. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. He was buried in a tomb. And three days later, the power that lives in Jesus Christ broke the tomb. He walked right out and he's resurrected and he offers that life for every single one of us this morning. So maybe you're here this morning and you've closed your eyes to the blessings that God has for you. And this morning, I pray that you will open your eyes and you'll see the opportunities as they arise in your life. Maybe this morning, you've gone through a hard season, we all have. But maybe for you, it's just a little bit harder that your, your faith crumbled, that, that you weren't on the solid foundation that is Jesus Christ. And this morning, you can re-foot your foundation upon Jesus. You can place your faith, all you have, and receive all that he is. And maybe this morning, you just need to be re-energized to realize, guess what? I'm not defined by what I have, but what he has. I'm not defined by what I have done, but what he has done for me. I'm not defined by my failures, but by his faithfulness. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, even take a screenshot and share it to your social stories and tag us at Dulas Youth. Thanks again for listening. See you soon.